everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How's it going? It's fine. <laughs> Excellent. You know, there's not a lot of news today. No, but that's okay because we're going to talk about um, our trip to Disney World that we just took um, and visited the uh, Christmas party. That's right. And that will come after the news. So right. why don't we uh, start the news off with the Disney Parks blog? Okay. Um, Disney has been honoring some fallen military heroes with um, a special five-day retreat. That's right. Disney has joined the Gary Sinise Foundation to honor almost 700 families who are the family members of fallen military heroes. They've been doing this for a number of years. The Gary Sinise Foundation's Snowball Express event brings more than 1,800 children and spouses uh, to Disney World for a five-day retreat, and it is where they can bond with others who uh, you know, have gone through a similar situation. And this year, they are doing it for two weeks. So that's uh, 3,600 people. And they are families from 800 cities nationwide and overseas who have uh, lost uh, one to, you know, military action. Such a nice thing that they do. It is. Disneyland is running even more Disneyland After Dark than they did last year. That's right. Disneyland After Dark is a uh, after-hours event. They're a hard-ticketed event. They are going to have a uh, three-hour pre-party mix-in from 6 to 9 before the party officially begins each night. Uh, And they have announced Disney After Dark Sweethearts Night, which will take place in January and February at Disneyland. They have also announced Disneyland After Dark Disney Channel Night, which will take place in uh, March on the 5th and the 7th at Disneyland Park. They have announced Disneyland After Dark Star Wars Nights, which will take place in April and uh, May. And they have also announced Disney After Dark Pride Night, which will take place on June 18th and 20th at Disneyland as well. So more details, of course, to come. But uh, as I mentioned, these are hard ticketed events. There are a limited number of tickets for each one of these events. And uh, there will be details forthcoming. Great. So that's all the news from the park blog. And we're actually going to skip California today because there really was no news out of California. So let's head on right over to Walt Disney World. All right. The news over there is about Christmas still. The Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is fully sold out again. That's right. It keeps popping. uh, Some tickets keep popping up for the 12th and 14th. It was previously sold out on November 29th. uh, And then once again, as of December 7th, there are no official party tickets available but if you are looking, continue to check because sometimes people do cancel or right. they do release new new batches of tickets. All right. The area of World Celebration is now, uh, the garden area is now open, just opened a couple of days ago. Um, however, there seems to be some issue with the lighting elements. That's right. You know, a lot of people were upset when they took out the old uh, fiber optic lights out yeah. of the walkway. And then people were excited when there was going to be light up pavement as one of the new features in the World Celebration Gardens. However, uh, not not more than one day after opening, uh, multiple lights were malfunctioning, whether they, the colors weren't in sync or panels of the lights were out. Now, they're not the same fiber optic lights. They're more like a, a neon light bar embedded into the ground. And they've also got some stanchions that are light posts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you would think that this stuff would work a lot smoother and that they would have tested it because they've had years to get this area ready. I mean, the fiber optic stuff was there for, what, 20 years? Right. And I don't least. think I ever saw things not working over right. there. So I don't know why they're having so much trouble 20 years later with better technology. They can't seem to figure this out. I know, right? But you know what we have not had any issues with? What? The new nighttime show in Epcot, Luminous, The Story of Us. It's still going all right? It is still going okay. And do you know this is, uh, well, 
kind of odd that there are no projections in this show. Okay. Of course, where would you project? Right. In in the middle of the uh, lake. Since there's Epcot. since there's no barge. Right. So uh, it's it's purely a light laser and fireworks spectacular okay. as well as music. Right. At Animal Kingdom, annual pass holders can get a new magic shot, which celebrates the release of the new movie Wish. That's right. The new magic shot from PhotoPass featuring Star and Valentino is available to pass holders. This can be found uh, along Discovery River between Africa and Asia at Disney's Animal Kingdom. It will be available from December 6th through the 19th from 11 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. daily. You have to ask the photo, uh, photo pass photographer to add the Wish Magic Shot to your photos. You, know, you do have to present your valid annual pass and photo ID to participate in the Magic Shot. All right. So a uh, nice little treat for annual pass holders. Very good. During the DVC Condo Association meeting, Disney shared the new concept art for the DVC cabins that are coming to Fort Wilderness. That's right. Not only did they share the concept art, but they shared the new logo. Uh, the logo just states cabins, the cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness. Uh, cabins is big. The A has a, a pine tree in the middle of it to make the A. I don't know. It's a new stylized design. I guess yeah. it's what happens when you become a DVC property. You get a fancy sign. They are in the process of replacing 350 cabins with these new DVC cabins. Uh, if you've been to the old cabins or ever seen them, you know that they're essentially a trailer made to look like a little log cabin. Uh, and I'd say that based on the artist renderings, the new cabins look more like one of those, uh, what do they call them, the mini homes? Tiny homes. Yeah, a little bit, right. It lo- looks very modular, very tiny. It, it no longer looks like a log cabin. Um, it just looks like a prefab, uh, like one of those little in-law houses you would put in your back or a cabana for your pool. Right. So It looks very um, 70s. It does. Uh, so those are expected to open later in 2024. The redesigned cabins are still going to feature bunk beds. Uh, so they will have a, a queen bed and a bunk bed in the bedrooms and then a pull-down style Murphy bed, uh, which will drop down on top of the couch and the hassock in the living room area. So uh, they will also include, as they have before, the stoves and refrigerators. So it is just right. like a tiny, tiny house. No, it'll be good. Disney Cruise Line shared that the Disney Treasure is getting its two iconic funnels. That's right. The funnels have been installed. Uh, did you know that both funnels are not really functional? No. Oh, yeah, I did know that, I guess, because one of them has a suite in it, doesn't right. it? The forward funnel will have uh, the Aqua Mouse and the uh, suite, the two-story suite. Mm-hmm. And the rear funnel is the functional funnel that will have the actual smokestack in it. Okay. As well as the horn. Very good. Story Living by Disney has shared a first look at their second community they're calling Asteria. It's going to be located in North Carolina near Raleigh. That's right, near Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill. That is the Research Triangle area. Their first community, Cotino, is currently being built in Rancho Mirage, California, which is part of the Coachella Valley. Uh, But as Cheryl mentioned, they have announced the Asteria community, and it's being designed to encourage exploration, spark lifelong learning, and create new connections for future residents. Uh, so this uh, this is kind of exciting news. They're you know going to start popping up all over the place, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, this is going to be 1,500 acres in Chatham County, just outside the capital city of Raleigh. All right. And do you know what the name Asteria uh, is a, a homage to? Is it a plant? It's the uh, state flower, uh, which is the aster flower. It's the namesake of the goddess Asteria. 
Uh, in Greek mythology, her tears of stardust fell to the earth and sprouted the first aster flowers. Very cool. Yeah. In entertainment news, there is a report out of Variety that Disney Plus is considering adding shopping and gaming experiences to the service. All right. That is expected to be announced in Las Vegas at, uh, at, uh, in Las Vegas on January 10th. Okay. So the world of advertising experiences on video on demand is an imp- important part of streaming services now. Mm-hmm. Um, when Disney Plus launched their ad-supported tier, 50% of the subscribers chose that one. Of course, okay. it is slightly cheaper. Um, but Disney started out with 100 clients advertising with them. Uh, and when they added their ad-based tier, they now have a thousand clients around the world uh, advertising on Disney Plus. Okay. That's all the Disney news. There is no Universal news, but we do have one story from Aquatica, which is SeaWorld's water park. Yeah, they're planning on opening a immersive water slide in the spring of 2024. That's right. This was announced on Thursday, and the slide is going to be named Tassie's Underwater Twist. It will incorporate video projections, a synchronized video display. And, and an orchestral score to recreate a journey through Australia's Shark Bay Seagrass Meadow. Cool. So it's supposed to be uh, full of adrenaline-pumping twists. Sounds fun. Yeah, Aquatica is celebrating their 15th anniversary this year, and they have announced this new slide, which will be 129 feet long with a bowl element. Riders will be on two-person inner tubes, and the, lo- the slide will be adjacent to the Loggerhead Lane Lazy River. Okay. So that's all for the news. Mm-hmm. Why don't you say we change gears? Yes. So we kind of teased people on Wednesday's show with some of the details that, you know, of our trip. Right. And we talked about our day at Universal, mm-hmm. our evening at Universal. Right. We talked about our time at Disney Springs yes. on uh, Monday. But the big reason we went down was Sunday. Yep. And that was for the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, which takes place in the Magic Kingdom. Yep. It's a separate hard-ticketed event. Yes. They close the park early. Uh, and uh, they let you in f- until 1 a.m. for the Christmas party. Right. But there's a little more detail than that, so why don't uh, why don't you tell us, uh, you know, about getting tickets? And all yeah, that stuff. so the first part is you got to get your tickets. Um, as soon as they go on sale, if you have a certain date in mind, you should go ahead and buy those. They do sell out quickly. Uh, at this point, they're all sold out. You know, we're in what? the early December and they're sold out all the way to Yeah, there's been a couple dates popping back up with availability, but for all intents and purposes, you want to have your tickets, I'd say by the third week of November, you know, by Thanksgiving time, you want to have your Christmas party tickets. Um, Christmas First Christmas party is usually a couple days after Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this year it was uh, November 5th or 6th, somewhere around there. So, um, you know, it, it does start right after Halloween. They usually do, what, three or four a week. Yeah, I think they get more frequent as you get closer to Christmas. Mm-hmm. So there, there's plenty of opportunity. Uh, pricing ranges anywhere between $139 to $179. Once again, the closer you get to Christmas, or if you're there Thanksgiving week, it's going to be a little more expensive. Yeah, a, a, um, a Friday night is more than, say, a, a Sunday Tuesday, night. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it was funny when we were there. It was We didn't very much like it, but I guess it's a thing that people wore their pajamas. Mm-hmm. Um, you should wear something sort of festive. festive right? I'm not a fan of the full-on pajamas, but some people, I guess, like that. They get their um, their Christmas card pictures with the whole family with right. matching pajamas. 
I thought it was super weird, but I think the know, first time I, the me. first time I saw it this trip, we were in the Grand Floridian lobby at the Gingerbread House, and there was a family of five or six people, all in matching pajamas. Dad had the tri the tripod out with the camera. They were setting up near the tree. He was trying to get that Christmas shot. All right, I thought that was that a little was, weird. And it then was as, weird, but it was cute. And then as the day went on, I saw more and more people with matching Christmas pajamas. And of course, I had to reach out to some friends and say, "Is this a thing?" Apparently, they do it on the. They were doing it on the cruise line, and they were doing it in Disneyland. So, so suddenly, Christmas pajamas are a thing. And this was during the day. We saw people. Right. It wasn't even Not necessarily the party. the party. Like if you go at Halloween time, you're going to see people in costumes. Of course. You expect that it's a Halloween party. You go to the Christmas party. You expect ugly holiday sweaters, festive sweaters. Maybe people dressed up as a Christmas tree, which we did we see. We did see that, yeah. Um, I think I've even seen a person dressed as a menorah on occasion because it does celebrate all the holidays. Some Santa hats. Some right. themed uh, Minnie Mouse ears. Maybe a light necklace. Yeah, they have the um, the light-up necklaces in um, the shapes of Christmas lights. Right. So those are all cute. And you know what? Like, people, just so you know, if you want to go, people are wearing full-on pajamas. So if that's your thing, go for it because right. you are not going to be alone. Including slippers. I didn't so much notice that, but yeah, I'm sure like it was... those, like Isabel has those uh, lined moccasin slippers. Yeah, nobody even considers those slippers anymore. All right. Okay, so the party doesn't start until seven, technically, but they will let you into the park at four. Uh, we plan to arrive for four. We're actually a little bit nervous because we were leaving um, early enough that we would probably get to the park a little bit before four. Oh, but they fixed that. <laughs> they did. And I don't know, what did we get lost or something? We took a wrong turn. I don't remember what we did. No, that was the night before we had to go back for my wallet or something. I don't know what we did, but we didn't really, we got to the ticket and transportation center maybe at three thirty, right. which seemed super early. Um, but by the time they funneled you onto the ferry, they had people at the ticketed transportation center asking if you were attending the Christmas party and then telling you that you needed to take the ferry, that the monorail was not an option if you were going to the Christmas right. party. So we were herded over to the holding area for the ferry where we waited with a bunch of other people, waited for the ferry to come. and Which was not running normal because normally they do one loading in the Magic Kingdom and one loading at the Ticket and Transportation Center. They kind of pass each other midway. They were loading at the Magic Kingdom, but there was no ferry at the um, at the dock, at yeah. the Ticket and Transportation Center. So we had to watch that ferry load, then it pulled over, then it had to empty out. Then they finally loaded everybody on. We managed to get on that first ferry. There were probably enough people there for a second ferry, but mm -hmm. they had them corralled off to another area. Right. And then it dropped us off at Magic Kingdom, and we were put into another corral yep. <laughs> um, where you had to wait uh, because they only had a certain number of, of turnstiles available for Christmas party guests. Um, and then, you know, I'd say that process took maybe 10 15, 15 minutes at the most. It wasn't a long time. It was just unexpected. And yes, right. they, you know, they had a certain um, direction that they wanted you to go. They had things roped off. Um, you know, they moved you through in sections. So it wasn't a continuously moving line. Right. It was in blocks of people. Right. Because um, the area they had us corralled in was blocking off the exits, the bus transportations and some of the boat uh, docks. So in order to maintain a good traffic flow, they would let a couple hundred people through, and then they would stop. Right. And of course, I tried to go all the way to the left, which was the shortest line. <laughs> and while our line was short, it was probably the one that had the most action on it because the people ahead of us did not know how to work their tickets. Their biometric scans didn't work. 
Um, and that was tying up one of the two turnstiles. And of course, the cast member would not let anybody else use the open turnstile uh, while they were addressing this family's issues. So a little bit of a hold up there. But then once we scanned, uh, they immediately put on your uh, Very Merry Christmas Party bracelet, which was just a ribbon, which mm -hmm. they attached to your right wrist so that they know you belong at the party. And into the party we went. About 4.30. Yeah. So uh, we definitely could have gotten there earlier. So I would recommend probably getting to the ticket and transportation center by quarter after three. I'm mm -hmm. sure getting there a little earlier, even the crowd to wait wasn't quite as big, I right. assume. So, uh, so yeah. So that would be my recommendation. Uh, once we got there, yeah, you have more? Well, I was going to say, if you're already in the park, you just have to find the wristband distribution point uh, so that, that you can stay after the park closes at 6 p.m. Right. So when we got in, they heard you around uh, to the right of Main Street. You can't go down Main Street. They had people blocking you off and directing you that way. As you went down that um, that walkway, they had like a little DJ over there. Um, it's decorated and they were giving everybody their free ornament that you get as a part of the Christmas party. Which are very nice metal uh, toy soldier ornaments. Yeah, they were nice. And they also had stilt walkers, snowflake stilt walkers in the alleyway there. Right. It was starting to drizzle at this point, so that was a little bit of a bummer um, to start the Christmas party off. Of course, I did not have an umbrella with me or a poncho, so that right. was making me a little nervous. But um, So once you're there, you have to think about what you want to do because there's quite a bit going on and you can't do it all. Right. Um, I think the things you have to do are the parade and the fireworks. Mm -hmm. Like I just I think that's why are you even there if right. you're not doing those things. So they do the Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade at 8.30 and 11. Uh, if your kids are younger and you don't think you're going to make it all the way to the end of the night, then 8.30 is the time to do it. Uh, but if you can hold out, it's a little less crowded and you get to take the time while other things are open earlier in the night uh, to do those things instead of sitting and waiting for the parade. Uh, because things are not open all the way through until midnight or right. one o'clock. Characters aren't out the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, the Once the fireworks are over, there's no more fireworks after. So, you know, these things end at a certain time. So the other big one is the Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks Show. That was at 10 o'clock. Um, so we did the 10 o'clock fireworks, obviously, it's the only one, and the 11 o'clock parade. Right. Uh, what do you think of the fireworks? Fireworks were nice. They were nice. Um, Christmassy. We watched them from the hub. We did. We managed to find a spot. We thought we weren't going to make it because we were with the seven dwarfs, but we made it out in time and yeah. managed to find a, a weasel our way into the center of the hub. That is, you know, number <clears> one <throat> tip for everyone always. If you want to see the fireworks from right in front of the castle, just walk on in. There's right. room. Once you get in the middle of the mob, it's actually not as mobbed as it looks. Don't be bashful. No. Nope. Uh, just kind of uh, elbow your way through people uh, politely. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's there's plenty of room because they don't pack people in. Well, people, it's people themselves. But if you look at it from the outside, if you go to approach it, it just looks. It's daunting. So it really right. is. But once you, like, excuse me, past a couple of the outside people and you make your way on the inside, you can see that there's pretty big gaps for mm -hmm. people to stand. So you're not going to sit down on the ground, but you right. can stand up. And while that's the main entertainment, there is other entertainment going on during the uh, party. So the Frozen Holiday pro, uh, Surprise takes place at 6.15. That's actually before the Christmas party. Right. So the park technically closes at 6 p.m. The Christmas party starts at 7 p.m. Uh, they do let people meander slowly out of the park. So at 6.15, if you're not there for the party, you can catch the Frozen Holiday Surprise. And that takes place at the main stage in front of the castle. 
There's a second stage show called Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration um, that take, takes place at 740, 925, 1035, and 1155. Um, they're, they're singing uh, Christmas songs mm-hmm. and, you know, it's festive and they do some of the projections. Uh, the best part about that, I think, is Clarabelle singing All I Want for Christmas is You. Right. Who um, needs Mariah Carey when you've got Clarabelle? I think at 11.55, we were eating hot dogs at Casey's and listening to that, you know, happening. We weren't watching, but we could hear Clarabelle singing. Right. It was pretty funny. Uh, there's also some stuff going on on stages around the park. The Collective Five is a boy band. They were in Tomorrowland. We saw them for a couple minutes. Club Tinsel is a dance party. That takes pl- place at the Tomorrowland stage. And then the Disney Junior Jingle Jam takes place at Cosmic Rays. And that is a dance party. We kind of walked through that as we were heading to get one of the specialty cookies. Yes. And it was adorable because they had a whole bunch of Disney Junior characters in there, like Vampirina and Doc McStuffins. Right. And there was one other one that I can't remember. I don't know. I, I don't know the Disney Junior characters anymore. Our kids are too big. Yeah. Um. So that was really cute. And it's different how you're going to approach the party, obviously, if you have smaller children. Right. Although I have to say, it starts pretty late. So if your kids are, I don't know, young enough for the junior jingle jam, uh, I don't know how late you're staying. But right. I don't know, maybe you're from, what, the West Coast? They can mm-hmm. stay up later? Yeah. All right. One of the big deals at the Christmas parties is the character meet and greets. They have some characters that they always have, but they have some that are not out uh, often or uh, characters that, while they are usually available for photos they are wearing holiday outfits for Mm -hmm. the christmas party um so just quickly some of the ones they have or all of the ones they have there's mickey mouse uh, jack skellington as sandy claus and sally that is super popular if you want that photo um, that's what you need to plan your night around so probably hitting that first getting in the line before the party even starts right Uh, you can see mary poppins the toy soldiers Aladdin and Abu. And well, hold on. Let's just say that uh, the toys, up to the toy soldiers, those first four groups were available on Main Street. I wasn't going to do that. But okay. apparently if you want to, right. we'll move on to Adventureland sure. where you can meet Aladdin and Abu and Jasmine and Jeannie. Stitch, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, and Peter Pan, who's sort of just roaming around. At Liberty Square, you can meet Tiana and Naveen. When she is on time. We were walking by there and there was a little line. This was right before the party started. There was a little line and we were like, hmm, this is a line for a character. We're not really sure who because they don't have it posted. Right. So we're like, yeah, we're going to get in the line. Then we found out who it was and we weren't really excited about it, but we had already been standing there for five minutes. So we were like, well, we may as well get our picture. And she was doing pictures on the riverboat. So how cool is that? You know, she's a New Orleans-based character. She's on on the uh, Liberty Square riverboat. Let's get our pictures taken. Yes. So we waited another couple of minutes. You know, things had started. It's after seven. Somebody comes out and says she's running late. Her, yeah, her, her, she's we're still working on her beignets and she won't be there on time. Yeah. So we gave up on that. Um, Santa Claus is also there. He's in the gazebo. At the very end of the night, we actually did catch Santa Claus and got our picture. And then they gave us a candy cane yeah, at the end. It, which was, A free candy cane. Okay, yes. Uh, which was nice. And it was a very minimal wait. We happened to be walking uh, out towards Casey's going down... Uh, towards the Crystal Palace, and there's that little walkway there that goes behind E Old Christmas Shop. And uh, I kind of spied Santa Claus out of the corner of my eye, and I dragged you over there. And I know you wanted to go back to the hotel, but uh, <laughs> there were only like three people ahead of us. Yeah, no, so we was... jumped in line real quick. And by the time we got up to Santa Claus, there were probably eight or nine people in line. So if we had missed it, you know, by an extra ten or twenty seconds, Cheryl would not have wanted <laughs> to get in line. 
probably. You have to sort of pick out maybe the character or two uh, that you want to see, but then sometimes you walk by a line and it's short and you're able to pop in and grab a photo with one of the other characters. We also saw the country bears who were roaming around Frontierland. Yeah. Um, In Fantasyland, they had Rapunzel and Flynn Rider and Cinderella and Prince Charming. They also had Snow White and her prince and Aurora and Prince Philip. Belle was there. Ariel and Prince Eric were greeting guests. Uh, Minnie Mouse and Daisy Duck and Donald Duck and Scrooge McDuck were all together over at Dumbo. We also tried to go see that, but the line was longer than we were willing to wait. Uh, Santa Goofy was uh, outside of Pete's Silly Sideshow, and the Seven Dwarfs were inside. We did go and wait in the line to see the Seven Dwarfs. Um, it wasn't a very long line, even though they said it was like a 45 minute wait. Mm-hmm. Um, we had like maybe just barely 45 minutes to wait. That's the amount of time we had before we were going um, to go to the fireworks. So we got in the line and I, well, it wasn't that long of a line. I'm like, how long does this really take? And um, the the guide guy there. Character um, handler. Thank you. Okay. Well, I don't even know. He was he was he was manning the line. Um, someone asked, like, you know, 45 minutes, it doesn't seem like it would be that long. He said, well, it depends how long the characters spend with each guest and how many pictures the guests want and all right. that stuff. Okay. Um, but when we when we did the line, we weren't noticing. But after a while, more people kept coming through from the side. Um, and they had uh, a line for the Das Pass and the woman said for Make-A-Wish. Uh, Make-A-Wish. Um, but it was... So many people. Right. I think as many people as were waiting with us in the regular line came through the other line. And so it really, the time took a lot longer than I would have expected based on what it looked like the right. line was. It did end up very much being the 45 minutes that they had predicted. Um, but don't get fooled that because it looks like a short line, uh, it's not really going to take the full amount of time that right. they predicted. Um, but it was really cool to get pictures with the Seven Dwarves. I was not really necessarily on board until you got your picture taken but tony wanted to do it and uh and it was yeah it was good so it's fun to choose one character that is hard to get a photo with that you decide you want to do that uh you can see winnie the pooh tigger eeyore and piglet over at the many adventures of winnie the pooh you can see alice in wonderland and the white rabbit i feel like she's that's sort of a more rare pairing yes you don't see them all the time tweedledee and tweedledum and mirabelle they were all in Fantasyland. Um, and then at Tomorrowland, you could uh, take a look in Cosmic Rays to see the Disney Junior Pals. And then Judy Hopps, Nick Wilde, and Chip and Dale were on the Tomorrowland stage. As part of the dance party. Right. So we did get to see them a little bit. But that was fun. It was a good time. And out of all those characters, I ended up getting a picture with a country bear. We got our pictures with uh, all seven dwarves and we got a picture with Santa Claus. So not a bad night. Yeah, no, that was perfect for us. It was. Uh, usually we focus on the rides, uh, but this time we didn't. I don't know what the heck we did, uh, but, you know, we did a little of everything, I guess. We did. Um, the The rides are mostly open. The only things that are not open are Mickey's Magic, Carousel of Progress, Hall of Presidents, Country Bear Jamboree, Tom Sawyer Island, and the Enchanted Tiki Room. Um, everything else is open. A few things are themed for Christmas, including Space Mountain and the um, Raceway. The race, the Raceway, yeah. yeah. Um, but we did not do either. Of well, those the things. Jingle Cruise is also themed. For oh, holidays. and the Jingle Cruise, yes. I'm sorry, that's true. So, uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, I didn't realize was only open until dusk. But we did do that. We did do that. 
and uh, Tron uh, is still a virtual queue. That queue opens at 6 p.m., so you have to have tickets for the Christmas party in order to get into that queue. Uh, we managed to get uh, queue uh, boarding group 116, which was probably, what, about an hour and a half into the park, yeah. into the party. But that's so, a lot of what we did. I'm trying to think, like, what did we do online? Right. But that was that and waiting for the seven dwarves. Seven dwarves. That was probably close long. to two and a half, three hours of our time. Yeah. Um, we we also did, we managed to just squeak in Peter Pan's flight um, as we were sort of wrapping up the night. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much of a line there, so that was nice. Um, we did the Haunted Mansion because it was raining and we just wanted out of the rain. Oh, and, no, that was the Pirates. Pirates and, we did. And we wanted to see the Hatbox Ghost. Yeah, and is we new did. At Walt Disney World. We did get to see the Hatbox Ghost. So we did the Haunted Mansion. We did Pirates of the Caribbean because that was the first thing we could duck into in the rain. Right, which was hilarious because we had to go through the entire queue Everybody had gone there to, uh, you know, seek some refuge from the rain. And uh, when we got off of the attraction, there was like no wait at all. No. Because the rain had stopped and everybody was off doing their own thing. I have to say, though, the line wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was like long outside. But Mm -hmm. like once you started moving inside, it was pretty much continuous. It wasn't bad. And then we tried to do um, we tried to do the railroad. Yes. But the railroad had closed at 530. Yeah. That also closes at like dusk. So uh, we did not get to do that, which was a bit of a bummer. Uh, A lot of people know the Christmas party for the uh, cookies that they give away. Mm -hmm. So just like uh, at Halloween, they give away candy. At Christmas, they do uh, cookies and um, holiday beverages. Uh, Let's see. They had five locations that they were giving out cookies. Tortuga Tavern had a buttercream frosted gingerbread cookie and some eggnog. Um, that was the first on my list because if I remember correctly, the last time we went to the Christmas party, we ran out of eggnog and I was very upset. You were. Um, the second one is Columbia Harbor House where they had a chocolate chip cookie and hot cocoa. At Pinocchio Village House, they had a red velvet cake cookie and hot cocoa. At Cosmic Rays, they had a snickerdoodle cookie and hot cocoa. And at the lunching pad, they had a buttercream frosted green sprinkle cookie and apple cider. I will say that the buttercream frosted cookies and the chocolate chip cookies were very good. I'm not a big fan of snickerdoodles or gingerbread, so uh, I lost all Oh, the those. frosted gingerbread was fantastic. These cookies are all from um, Cheryl's Cookies, which is like a mail order um, cookie company where you would get gifts Gift a lot of times. Yes, and their, their cookies are wonderful. They've always been a favorite of mine, and I was really surprised to see them giving those out because mm-hmm. the previous time they we had gotten prepackaged very not good like generic cookies yeah cookies right. so these were wonderful um we did sort of at the beginning of the night hit them all up we got our got our cookies pretty early in the night uh, a lot of people don't bother with them it's not you know you're paying a lot of money to be there and there's other things that people would rather do a lot of times the line does move fast though and i love cookies yes, so who doesn't we did hit those all up but of course, you know, you're, if you're eating cookies there, you should have a meal. Yes. And there are some dining options available while you're there at the party. There are. Um, I think the first thing to note, though, is that not everything is open. So this mm-hmm. is, a, you know, a special Christmas party event. Uh, you think that means more things. But in some ways, it also means less things. So, you know, like there's a few rides that aren't open. There's also some restaurants that, are, that aren't open and the cookie um, distribution plays a part in that because okay. they do have the five locations that they give out these cookies are all food locations, quick mm-hmm. service food locations. And that means that those locations are not open for food. 
Uh, Tortuga Tavern actually closes at 5 p.m. Columbia Harbor House closed at 5 p.m. I heard someone very upset about this. They right. didn't know. They came, you know, you get there at four o'clock. You think the party doesn't even start till seven. So who would think that you know, the restaurants wouldn't be open? But they weren't. Uh, Pinocchio Village House closes at 5.15. Um, the Lunching Pad closes at five. And then uh, Cosmic Rays was supposed to close at 5.45. But when we were there and we got our cookies, there's like two halves to Cosmic Rays. Right. And it looked like one half was still serving food. Right. Unless they were just cleaning up. I don't know. Right. One half they were serving. One half had cookie distribution. And then the seating area was where the dance party was. So right. there was a lot going on. There, there. was a lot going on. Uh, there are also two table service restaurants that are open during the party. Uh, Be Our Guest and Cinderella's Royal Table. Um, talk about wasting your time, though, at the party. That's right. not really probably what you want to be doing. Um, but if you do want to do that, you can get reservations between 6 and 9 p.m. Um, with the ticket to the party. Mm-hmm. If you can't get one at like five o'clock because you don't have a ticket for during that period right. of time. Right. And there are a bunch of quick service locations that are open. Now we walked in the park, you know, we mentioned that they herded us off to get our ornaments. And then Cheryl immediately decided since she uh, is dictated by her stomach, she decided that she wanted ice cream. Yes. So we went right over to the Plaza ice cream parlor and got her the peppermint, peppermint sundae. Just the ice cream. That was on my list of there wasn't much I really wanted to do that I had set out at the party. But getting peppermint ice cream was one of the things. Okay. Uh, I had looked at the whole list of all the different offerings, special holiday offerings. Um, and there really wasn't much I was interested in except for that peppermint ice cream. So I figured let's just get it, you know, before it's it's crowded. And it wasn't crowded. Right. We got our ice cream, no problem. We did. but There's only one person in line ahead of us. So yeah. it went fast. Uh, But the Main Street Bakery is open. Casey's Corner is open. The Plaza Ice Cream Parlor. Aloha Isle, if you want to get your um, Dole Whip, is only open until 9 Mm p.m. Then uh, Sunshine Tree Terrace, Pico Spill, Tall Tale Inn and Cafe, Sleepy Hollow, The Friar's Nook, Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe. One half of it is open. Auntie Gravity's Galactic Goodies and The Cool Ship. Those are all open. Um, I noticed that the snack area in front of Tron was closed. Mm -hmm. Um, A number of the popcorn stands uh, and pretzel stands, you know, they were open at the beginning of the night. Yes. But as you got closer to the end of the night, you had to walk a ways to find a popcorn. I mean, we're talking about these places that are open, but uh, I don't feel like all of them serve all the way through the night. I don't think like Pecos Bills was still serving at 1130 at night. Whereas Casey's is. Casey's is always like the last thing to close up. It's based on foot traffic because everybody's got to go past Casey's to get out of the park. Yeah. So they're going to keep that open. Just like the popcorn at the end of Main Street by the train station is always open as the park is uh, exiting. Right. And, you know, since we're talking about popcorn, one thing that you might want to be interested in getting is the specialty popcorn bucket. Uh, This year it is a toy soldier, a Mickey toy soldier popcorn bucket, and that's only available at the Christmas party. You have to get it early because it will sell out. There's only a limited number available. Uh, And if that sells out, then you're going to get stuck buying the Wish uh, uh, (laughs) popcorn bucket. Yeah, we didn't realize that. I don't, I don't think we realized that they were exclusive, that the Toy Soldier popcorn bucket was exclusive to the party. Um, and also didn't realize that they would sell out. We were asked to pick one up by a friend sort of halfway through the party. Right. Uh, we didn't go in knowing we were going to be looking for that. But we didn't see any um, we didn't see any popcorn stands avail- that had those available. Right. Um, there's some other exclusive merchandise, including T-shirts, spirit jerseys, a pin, a hot pad and cookie cutter set, a mug and an ornament. Um, those are just up in some of the stores in a little special section. 
uh, that they're only available during the Christmas party. But none of them are really very exciting. I, don't, I wouldn't go out of my way. Right. You're not a big spirit jersey person. No. I I mean, they're fine. Everything's fine. But if, as far as like exclusive merchandise goes, I'm, I don't really see the excitement behind that. But mm-hmm. they do have them available. And you know what? Perhaps sizes of things can sell out. So right. if you specifically want a spirit jersey in an extra large, you might want to buy that at the beginning of the night. If it's anything like um, when we go on a cruise, right. they only allot so many for each party. Well, you know, it's funny because this wasn't the um, this wasn't in the Christmas party, but I went to World of Disney and tried to buy a t-shirt. And there were a couple t-shirts I liked. And I asked the girl who was folding t-shirts, you know, I'm looking for this t-shirt. And she said, I'm sorry, we only have extra small and double XL. And it seems like whenever we go on a cruise, you know, smalls, mediums, and larges sell out. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get it at the beginning, you're left with either an extra small or a double XL. So. Or a shirt that wasn't your first choice. Right. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we learned from cruises. You go that first day. You find what you, if you like it, you buy it. Right. Same thing at the Christmas party. If there's a t-shirt design that you happen to walk past, it's worth the, you know, four or five minutes it's going to take you to get that transaction done to get it and have it in your possession because by the time you walk out at the end of the night, it's probably not going to be there. True. Yeah. That pretty much wraps up everything that we did. Um, I think if you're going, you just need to have a little bit of a game plan, do a little bit of research um, online so that you know where your cookie distribution spots are, you know uh, what's open as far as rides and when things are closing. Um, You have some idea of where the characters might be that you want to see Maybe identify one or two that are your priority. Right. Um, have in mind which parade you want to go to, where you might want to watch that parade. We ended up watching in Frontierland. Frontierland. We watched a lot of our parades we, you, in Yeah, we do. It's never that busy. And we were, um, you know, up on the little decking area. So you're just a little bit taller than the people standing in front right at the rope. And you can and, see and everything. And that helps for me. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and I think one important thing to mention is, you know, if you are down there for a longer vacation, I mean, this happened to be a, a long weekend for us. Right. But if you're there for a longer vacation with your family, that's a day that maybe you don't do the parks during the morning. You know, your ticket allows you to get in, get in at 4 p.m. You The party ends at 1 a.m. That's a full nine-hour time period. Um, you know, spend the day at the pool. Go mini golfing. Sleep in late. Yes. You know, don't go to the parks and try to make it from 8 a.m. to 1, no. 1 a.m. It's, it will be a very long day. It was bad enough that we spent the morning hitting the resorts and looking at um, the holiday decor because right. my feet were shot. Even though we went back and, you know, laid down, took a little nap, um, you know, we took maybe an hour and a half in the room before we went back. Uh, it was still a little hard to get moving at the Christmas party. Right. My, were my, already final, sore. my final tally on the day was over 50,000, well, about 54,000 steps, about 29 and a half miles. Yeah. So it was a very long day of walking the parks, walking the resorts, but uh, I wouldn't have had it any other way because we got to share this uh, event together. Yeah, it was really, it's it's nice to go down there at Christmas time. It really kind of kicks the season off for, it does. for me. So um, we hope that some of you get to go down and enjoy it too. That's all the show for today. We hope you enjoyed our little look at the Very Merry Christmas Party. We will be back on Monday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs) 